glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment. Warning, a lot of the things you go to buy aren't what they say they are, at least what they call themselves. I'm going to tell you what particular food items, more often than not, may be something other than what they claim to be. And coming up yet later, yet another consumer-friendly initiative in the sale of used cars in the United States. This isn't a move by government. This is a move by private industry. I'm going to tell you there's yet another player emerging that sells used cars the clean, consumer-oriented way. There's been a problem for uh, the entire cell phone era, and that is for 911 centers. You know, you, you may have noticed on most people's cell phone bills, you're paying fees for the 911 centers. And those of us on cell phones account for not 100% of calls now to 911, but it's way up there. It's the overwhelming number of calls. And the way your location is given is based on something called tower triangulation, which may or may not be accurate. We live in an area where there are three jurisdictions really close to each other. And the problem is that we're only a few hundred yards from a different jurisdiction. Another one is about a mile away. And if we have an occasion we have to call 911, that call goes often to the wrong place because the cell tower triangulation just doesn't get it right. And so now there's a new technology that Google has developed, and it's first being launched with T-Mobile that ultimately I assume will be throughout the wireless industry where your location will be accurate to the 911 center within about 20 yards to 30 yards. This is a massive improvement and makes it much uh, quicker and easier for first responders of whatever type is needed at that time to be able to find their way to a location. One of our staffers witnessed a traffic accident yesterday. It was a pretty serious one with uh, multiple vehicles involved. And where this accident occurred was right at the border of two jurisdictions. And again, the problem with the 911 call is who knows which center that call goes to and the precious time lost is they try to figure out where you are and which 911 center to transfer you to and which rescue people should be dispatched, those those lost seconds can be critical and precious. And that's why this new initiative from Google is great. There's nothing that you have to do yourself. And this technology took four years to develop where it would give this level of precise location and now it should be pretty easy 
to roll it out to the other cell phone carriers, and it can't come soon enough. Katie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Katie. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Great. Uh, Katie, you and your husband are trying to figure out something in your life and get it right as best as can be determined. And he and I talked the other day, and after we talked, I was like, you know, I think it'd be really great if I talked with your wife. And Sure. And, and that's why you're here, because uh, both of you want to make sure you do what's best for your future. And you have some, con- I don't know, I, should I go as far as disagreement or just confusion? What would be the best course for the two of you? Um, I think it's a little of both. Um, you know, this is obviously something that's new to both of us. So there is a certain level of confusion, um, in terms of, um, you know, percentages of our income and what we should all take into account. And then a little bit of the disagreement in terms of what we're looking for and maybe how much we should be spending. Um, so a little bit of both. So Chuck loves you to death and doesn't want to cause any friction here, but also doesn't want any uh, future economic hardship for both of you. Mm -hmm. And it was clear when he was uh, talking with me that he wants this to really work for the both of you. So I would like to start from the very beginning with you framing your version of the question that he presented to me the other day. Um, so I think he called essentially and asked the question um, or was kind of uh, wondering about more of the financial aspect. And he was worried that, you know, I was kind of a little bit too gung ho about spending a little bit too much money on a house. Um, I, on a house. Correct. Right. So, um, you know, right. I bought the condo that we live in before before I met Charlie um, and have been here actually longer than what I had thought. Um, So, you know, and now we have a daughter um, and congratulations. Thank you. Um, And are to the point uh, where we were thinking about having a second one and it's just, you know, not a, a very family friendly condo. We're just looking to find a bigger house. And, um, so I come from a family, actually, who's built every house that they've lived in. Um, so that's kind of what I know. My parents, my dad was actually involved in building the first house that they ever, that I ever lived in. And then they built their house that they live in now. So and when you say you know, built, your dad was actually out there with two by fours or they hired mm-hmm. a kind he yeah, was? Yeah, for the, for the very first house. Yeah. Wow. Um, he actually worked in a construction company in his like early 20s um, and then was involved in the building of the house. Yeah. So, but you but then, and your husband would be hiring a builder to build Oh, yes. We, we have a builder in mind um, already. Um, and have met with them and kind of got a whole list of all the financials, a, a pretty pretty detailed breakdown of what everything is going to cost. Um, so we're kind of looking at looking over that right now. And so the dilemma um, is, do you do what, what is familiar to you and you build a house, sticks up in a new neighborhood where there are vacant lots and others will hopefully be built over time, or do you uh-huh. buy an already sitting there house? Mm-hmm. And so um, my perspective is, and this is a big bias I have, 
I call what we always do as a family buying the fast food house. That uh-huh. I I always like to buy a house that's already built because you get a much lower price per square foot if you buy uh-huh. a house that's already built. Where particularly today, with today's construction costs, you don't get as much for your money in what you have to pay to build a new house versus what you have with one that's already there. And also, you don't have to go through that process of like, oh, they're late, oh, this is over budget, blah, 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 that what you see and what you pay, you're done, and it's ready when the deal closes, you just move right in. So that's my bias. And so your husband heard, everything he heard is from my built-in bias. In addition, I did build my own house once, and I acted as my own general contractor, and it was a nightmare. (laughs) And so that's also mixed in with time taking longer than expected and costing more. But the other issue that was really the heart of what he's worried about is anxiety about money if either of you were to not have your job. Sure. And so that, for me, that's something... I'd love for you to listen to, forgetting all my bias about new home versus existing home, is that I never want a couple to have, particularly if you're going to have two young kids before you know it, to have the strain and anxiety if you bite off more home than one income can chew. Sure. And, you know, I guess my question to to that is... um, you know, the, there's obviously a, a fair discrepancy in our incomes. Um, so, you know, looking at what he could afford if I didn't have a job, it would be basically um, something not much more expensive than a condo. <laughs> um, yeah, because you're the you higher know. income earner in this case. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I, I guess my question is, do most people go around living their life thinking, well, I can't afford to do this in case my spouse loses their job? Well, um, nobody and- really thought that way till after the housing bust last decade. And then a lot of people's opinions changed after last decade. Because, you know, when the economy turns, and we never know when that turns, it, you know, there were a lot of people who had really well-paying jobs who suddenly found themselves either unemployed or underemployed making substantially less money. So what he's talking about is, in my mind, is reasonable caution. And so Mm -hmm. I would say for the two of you to try to find what will work best is a compromise that Mm -hmm. you want to go for it. You You want to buy the best house you can possibly get based on where your financial picture is right now as a couple. He Mm -hmm. wants to dial back to something that if the country falls apart economically, that you're still going to be okay. And I'd say Mm -hmm. that that maybe with what each of you want, you're being uh, not cautious enough and maybe he's being too cautious. Sure. So, So I would try, and what works best with a couple is hear each other out and come up with the compromise that will bridge that gap for both of you. Mm -hmm. And it might be a little more modest home that you build than what Mm -hmm. you were intending, 
or it may be a little more expensive already existing home than he was originally comfortable with. Sure. So that you, you, know, each, I mean, you each meet your needs as best you can without either of you feeling like the other wasn't heard. Yeah. You know, because I'm looking for, and we're both looking for this next purchase to be something that we're in long term. Um, you know, and so I just, I, in my mind, I don't really feel like I want to settle, um, you know, with kind of the mindset that he had of getting maybe a, a less expensive starter kind of house. Cause I feel like this is like, I'm living in my starter well, then, house then right step, now. Step up from the starter, but yeah. don't go all the way to what is ideal for you. Oh yeah. I mean, and, I know that I could probably build a million dollar house with, okay. with everything that I want, you know? All right. So, well then that's, um, that's real and that's honest what you just said. So, yeah. I mean, you're both obviously very good people and you really care and love each other so much. Just work on coming up with a compromise that he can feel a sigh of relief and you still have that forever home that you're trying to get, but maybe not the one that's like the full reach of what you've been intending to do right now that steps that price back a little. Sure. What do you think? Sure. I mean, I, you know, I obviously, you know, we, we both have to give a little bit and, you know, so I think that that's actually kind of over the last couple of days, it's actually, we've kind of been doing that. Like I've been kind of open, more open-minded to looking at houses that are already built Um, you know, and he's been a little bit more open-minded, you know, going the other way, looking into how can we build a house that might be a little bit more, um, you know, in our price range. Well, Um, go for that. Keep doing that. Keep those conversations going. Keep that flexibility and get to that good meeting point. And you'll both, I promise, you'll both be happy. This isn't like the politicians where they reach some kind of deal and everybody's unhappy. This is one where you reach one as a couple because your trust and love for each other that works for both of you. Can't wait to see a picture of the house you pick. Today's Clark Rageous moment is about something I want to make sure that you are aware of. You may have heard about this. All the foods that are available to you that lie about what they are. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. We have a list of the most common food items that the seller lies to you about what's in them, either with what they put on the front label, different than what's on the actual ingredients that you see on the label of an item you are buying in a store, or at a restaurant where they lie to you about what you're actually eating. Uh, You may know this about honey, but so often when you go to buy honey in the supermarket, what you're buying is really generally not honey at all. And watch the labels closely. Watch how it's marked. And the word you always want to look for on any food item in a supermarket is when it has the word flavored. (laughs) That's, That's when you know that it's actually not what it says. But when you're in a store, also soy sauce is often something that is not at all what it says it is. There was a a study recently where the FDA inspected at random soy sauce products 
and more than half of them weren't at all what they said they were. When you go to eat somewhere, Kobe steak, seldom is Kobe steak. Tilapia, normally not tilapia. And when you go to buy meat in the supermarket and it looks all perfect, often they have um, they played some tricks in the supermarket to make that look much better. And so if you want to see full details of all the items that tricks are being played on you, your eyes, and your wallet, we've got that for you at Clark.com. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Free off-the-air advice, a service of the Clark Howard Show for more than a quarter of a century, is available to you over 40 hours each week. If you go to Clark.com, scroll down a little, you'll see the hours for each weekday and the number to call in to talk with a member of Team Clark for nothing. I have been for more than a generation, a huge fan of what CarMax brought to the car market. CarMax, which was just an idea of a now extinct company called Circuit City. I had to think back. They've been gone so long. They're thriving. Circuit City that they grew out of, extinct. But CarMax clean-sheeted the car business. And I remember when they were first launching in Richmond, Virginia, doing an interview with the CEO and how he designed CarMax from the ground up. And what they did was they surveyed, what did people hate about car dealers? And they said, this is simple. We're just not going to do any of those things. And they went to the no pressure, published prices, fixed price, and the period of time you could return a used car for any reason, and a short warranty that came with all of them just for free. And they have become a big force in the used car business around the country. But it's always seemed weird to me that if they came up with something that people liked so much more and they kept growing... Why was no one else doing it? Then a few years ago, geared towards millennials, Carvana came along. And I see cars with the Carvana thing around the license plate or tag all over the place now. And someone who popped up immediately after CarMax and went away is back in the used car business, AutoNation USA. AutoNation USA was a, a imitation of CarMax, and they opened up pretty much in metro areas all over the country, and they didn't have it right. You know, as my dad always used to say when he was alive, it's never the horse, it's always the jockey, that it's not the idea, it's the execution of the idea that matters. And... The first time around, AutoNation USA was a flop. But they ended up, the parent company ended up being the largest new car dealer in the United States by far. And now they're back in the AutoNation USA business. They've opened up multiple locations in Texas, 
They've opened up in Arizona, Nevada, and if it continues to work, it will spread around the country as a competitor to CarMax with a similar business model. Uh, Open pricing, no negotiation, no games, no high pressure, and that's the way people want to buy a vehicle. I shared with you about six weeks ago that car dealers, traditional car dealers that play all the games with customers can't keep employees because people in their 20s and 30s won't put up with it. They will not work at a place that the culture is all about trying to get one over on somebody, to cheat them, to take advantage of them. And old habits die hard. But the writing's on the wall. It's actually on people's smartphones. People are going to shop for vehicles on their phones. And I was stunned when Carvana became a hit with people buying vehicles sight unseen. But they have the right to return them for any reason for seven days. The price is right there. This is the future of the car business, new and used. And if you ever go to a dealer and you're suddenly in what's known as the grind, where they're playing all kinds of games with you and telling you they got to go talk to the manager and trying to make sure you get hungry and dehydrated so that you start not thinking well and stretching out your visit in hours and all of that, you know that that's a place you shouldn't be at. And if you don't remember or never heard me talk about roofing, I'm not talking about a drug. Roofing is something that dishonest car dealers do when you come in to look at a a newer vehicle or a new vehicle and they want to evaluate your trade-in. Roofing is what they call it when they lose, supposedly, the keys to your car that you drove there in to try to keep you there for endless hours till you finally will say, well, yeah, I guess I'll take that new vehicle. One thing I learned from the problem with roofing at at dishonest dealers, when you go to a dealer and you're going to look at a vehicle and you're going to let them evaluate, always bring your second set of keys to that vehicle So that when you want to leave, you choose to leave, not when they play their games. So I'm glad that AutoNation USA is reappearing. The more people in the car business that move towards an honest, straight-up, decent way to do business with people, the better it is for everybody. I love that my most common complaint from car dealers is say, you and your CarMax thing is when they say, you know CarMax charges more for those cars than we would or we do, I say, good, fine. People are willing to pay them more because they don't have to worry they're going to get tricked. Why don't you try it too? Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mark. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Mark. How can I be of service to you? Uh, so I'm, I'm moving, uh, we just got orders for the military, uh, very, very recently moved before my civilian job to, to Pittsburgh, uh, about four months ago and we bought a house and now I'm moving to San Diego, uh, right now. And, uh, well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for leaving civilian life to serve in the military. What motivated you to do that? 
Oh, I'm, uh, I was on active duty for, for nine years and, and now I'm on a, a reservist. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to travel and see the world and, and serve my country. So, um, and, and San Diego, all, all let me tell you, San Diego is an awesome duty station. If you can afford the housing. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm running into right now is the housing prices. So we're trying to figure out what to do with our, our current house that we, we now own here in Pittsburgh. So how's the um, housing market in the neighborhood you're in? Oh, it's, it's really good. We, we bought in a very desirable, uh, neighborhood. Um, so we don't intend to have any problems with renting it out, but I, I don't want to sell it at this point because, uh, we'll, we'll probably lose money on all the fees and everything else. So, well, except, um, what family connection do you have in Pittsburgh? Uh, I, we don't have any family connection. So you, uh, you're going to, you just got there, you're going, um, you don't have anybody, you know, who you can pay to manage it for you. No, we, we've already contacted a, a property management company to and, and kind of work with them to get it listed on the market. At this and are point. they 50% of the first month's rent in a new lease and then like 8 or 10% after that? Yeah, it's uh, it's like 100% of the first first month and then it's 9% thereafter uh, if, if it's occupied. Okay, right. And otherwise it sits and you've got the expense. If the right. loss you would suffer is in the realm of reasonable i would just sell it and move and not have to worry about it you don't have uh family history there you don't have roots in pittsburgh i would just cut your losses and go unless the loss would be severe what are you guesstimating since you're in a neighborhood that's desirable what are you guesstimating you might lose all at once if you were to bail uh, we would probably lose about twenty thousand dollars. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Estimate, so. And if you rent it um, based on as best you can tell what prevailing rents would be, would you be able to cover your mortgage taxes and, and insurance? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we would. And, and we, we also have a fifteen-year mortgage too, so it, it's a pretty good area to rent. So, um, look, my wife and I have always kind of wanted to be have, have a rental property. So this is kind of filling that need for us but But you know i i like rental properties when you are the one actively managing it they're not the math is not as good when you're going to give up that first month's rent and then nine percent after that plus you're relying upon them to make repairs they're not going to make repairs as cheaply as you would but twenty thousand is a lot of money so uh, why don't you give the rental agency a shot see how they do and if they if it's really not working out well as a rental then go ahead and take your hit on selling it okay but, but my and, first and preference if you told me the loss would be eight ten twelve thousand dollars i'd tell you to sale and bail okay but at, at twenty thousand that's worth taking the risk of being a landlord from a distance so that's no. how I would handle it. And again, thank you for your service to our country. Nine years already, now back in. I appreciate it very much. Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mark. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Mark. You have a question for me. That You're only the second person to ever ask me about this vehicle you want to ask about. Hit me with it. Okay. Uh 
curiosity on hybrids and electric vehicles, and I'm trying to understand the uh, Chrysler Pacifica and how it works. All right. And I tried to get at a dealership. They just couldn't tell me anything, but let's go for a test drive, and that's not what I want to know. I want to Isn't know that stunning? I mean, dealerships <laughs> are not trained at all on electrified vehicles. And the Pacifica Hybrid is a brilliant forward-looking vehicle that gets no love at the dealers. And I guess it's just more complicated, takes more time to explain. So I'll explain it to you. The Pacifica Hybrid is what's known as a plug-in. It runs on gasoline, but it's designed for day-to-day driving for it to be an electric vehicle. The typical owner of a vehicle, and everybody's typical situation is different, but the average amount of driving somebody does is 29 miles a day. And there are people who drive much more than that, people who drive less. But the plug-in hybrid is designed to be an electric-only vehicle for the first roughly 35 miles each day. And then once you blow through the 35 miles... From that point forward, it's kind of like driving a Prius, where you get much better than normal fuel economy because it's battery and gasoline running together. It doesn't doesn't seem to... I mean, I have a hybrid today, and then I have a straight same model and a straight gas. And the hybrid today is not a plug-in, and the regenerative braking keeps the battery charged. The thing concerned about the Pacifica is it only has a 33-mile range compared to a full plug-in car that I looked at that has several hundred, depending on the model you go with, and then you still have the motor to maintain. Right. So the way it appears the way they're getting 84 miles a gallon is they're looking at the 33 miles of being free and then looking at the 32 miles you get out of the gas engine and taking an average. Well, it's a weird, complicated formula when a vehicle runs even part-time as electric only. Let me tell you the market for the Pacifica Hybrid. People who do urban-suburban driving, running kids around each day, you need the space of the Pacifica, which is a, a very attractive car for the kind it is. And then when you take a road trip, it works like a regular hybrid. So it deals with the range issues that people might have on a family trip if it was electric only. So it's a limited market that it serves, and it is for that market, it's a great thing. If you're looking at an electric only vehicle, which one were you considering? Uh, Tesla S. So the Tesla S is, it's apples and oranges as a comparison because the S It not a people hauler or a stuff hauler like the Pacifica Hybrid is. The Pacifica Hybrid is half the cost of a new S, and so price-wise, there's a big difference, too. Yeah, and I looked at the mileage I drive, and the S is actually would be the same price as a comparable luxury-type gas vehicle if after after you buy the gas, because with the S, you get free charging. Well, so, you know, I've been a Tesla owner for almost six years. I can't argue against a Tesla. It's like I don't even care about cars, and it's like it's my birthday every time I get in that vehicle and drive it, and it never gets old. 
So I can't argue against it. It's all what you need if the Tesla can meet your family size and need. I mean, of course I'm going to say, get the Tesla. It's fun. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. And John, you have a question for me about buying a car with your credit frozen. Well, uh, I, th- I thought you said that uh, sometime this year most states were going to do away with the fees for thawing your credit. Is that correct? It actually goes into effect tomorrow when it's federal law. That And I have full detail information I'll bring your way tomorrow. But Great. credit freeze, both freezing and thawing, with all credit bureaus, including the three majors and the who knows how many dozen minor ones there are, will be completely free. Well, that's great. I, I thought I froze mine a while back, as uh, per your suggestion, and I'm looking at maybe uh, getting uh, rid of a car, a lease car, next year, and I didn't know if I was going to have to pay to thaw my credit. <laughs> you will not have to pay anymore. It's fantastic because... You know, anytime you did, anytime you went to a car dealer, they had to check your credit because right. um, of issues involved under a law passed after the September 11th terrorist attack that a lot of car dealers have interpreted as the only way for them to do what they're supposed to do is with a credit check. And so people have to thaw. And there are so many other things that go on in our lives, like even getting a new cell phone plan or buying satellite. Uh, television service you have to thaw your credit and now all that john no matter what transaction you do where your credit has to be accessed it will be free for you to thaw as needed and that thaw process normally takes what a couple days no no if you do it online it's usually about 10 seconds oh well that's great (laughs) yeah they're supposed to do it within i'm trying to remember if it's the law calls maybe 24 hours but I didn't even pay attention to that because when you do it online, it's uh, virtually 100% of the time, it's instantaneous. And that's a really quick time. Instant. And remember, full briefing on it tomorrow. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks so much for listening today. You know, there's a giant team behind bringing you everything we do at Team Clark. Our podcast and radio show, are produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. My TV producer is Leah Dunn. Clark.com is made possible thanks to Krista DBIs, James DeGal, John Crest, Theo Timu, Michael Timmerman, Craig Johnson, Beth Marcinko, Clara Bosnetto, John Jones, and Grace Del Rio. ClarkDeals.com, where you can find the best deals from around the web, is produced by Karis Brown. 
Laura Sayers, Sarah Jordan, and Damon Marley. You can sign up for our newsletters at Clark.com thanks to Sally McDonald and our social media gurus are Chelsea Glass and Nicole Carroll. Our Off-Air Advice Center is run by Lori Silverman, Sarah Mobley, and Sue Gatliff. And their team's available to serve you over 40 hours each week at 404-892-8227. And this is a free service of Team Clark. Thanks for listening. Till next time.